0: Hello and welcome to CritterCast. Today we are bringing you a very special, small preview of one of our Patreon-exclusive episodes. This is episode two of our exclusive Patreon series on magical creatures, and this particular episode is all about unicorns. It's Cassie and Karina and we're at it again! We'll discuss. We promise to make sure you'll have a blast because you're listening to Crittercast. So this episode is part of our Patreon exclusive series where we talk about critters that we love, but that may not be so real in this world. What? Cassie? (laughs) We're not gonna have this discussion again. I picked the animal and I did the research for this episode, so that's how it's gonna go.
1: I'm so excited to talk about what whatever animal this is. I have no idea, but
0: I don't care. I'm excited anyway. I picked this animal. Like, they were the first thing that I gravitated to. So last month, we ta- or last time we did an episode, we talked yeah. about dragons, which yeah. are arguably one of the most iconic magical creatures yeah famous so this animal came to mind and i was like oh this is another iconic one but then i was like meh is this too basic like do i need to pick a different one so i went on buzzfeed and i looked at a quiz of like what magical creature are you Uh uh-huh and i was like this will give me an idea of what what we should do today okay and it told me i was a unicorn and that was what i was going to do anyway so here we go we're going to talk about unicorns oh my gosh which you know i feel is appropriate because i love horses i've always loved horses I just, I think they're very, I think they're very special. Mm -hmm. Um, And today we're going to talk a little bit about why they, how they got to that point, unicorns specifically. Amazing. Um, So there's a couple of things that we all think we know about unicorns, right? They're horse-like or sometimes goat-like animals Mm -hmm. with a horn coming out. One, one horn. Just one horn. A unicorn. Unicorn. Yeah. They're usually white. Yes. I mean... You see them kind of like differently portrayed in the media, but most of the time it's white as right. a base. That's
1: that's the traditional.
0: Right. They're uh, mostly thought of, unlike with dragons where it's kind of like all over the board, they're mostly yeah. thought of as benevolent. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. A, they usually sim- symbolize like innocence and yes. goodness. Yeah. And they usually are like some type of magic. Yeah. In different ways. In different worlds, they may be different magic, but like, that's kind of what we all think of when we think of unicorn, regardless of what universe you're thinking of unicorns in, because they do appear in a surprising amount of universes, I will say. I can
1: already think of so many.
0: Right. And some that like your head automatically goes to, and some you're like, hmm, I was looking at a list of like all of the places unicorns are referenced, and some of them I was like, really?
1: Like, (laughs) Well, yeah, because let's see, Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. I have a whole list. Oh okay we'll get there.
0: Yeah, okay. Um I mean we could bring them up as we come up with them too but some nice. of my favorites are just like a little little surprise in there. Awesome. Um but yeah, so those are things that we like generally all think of. Yeah. But with dragons like so much of it is you can see animals from the past or or stories where they they kind of clearly make themselves come into history mm-hmm. and I was like who's the, like I mean horses exist, goats exist, horned animals exist right. but like how did we start thinking about unicorns the way that we now think about unicorns and have continued to for thousands of years? Right. Um, They have been depicted and described since like heavily all over the world since the antiquity. What, did, what does that mean? Yeah, see, I was wondering if you would know that, and I didn't, so I had to look it up. I'm assuming it just means, like, a long-ass time ago. <laughs> it's a time period, specifically. Oh. So the antiquity is anything between 8th century B.C. Oh. to 6th century A.D. Dang. So, like, a long, long Wait, time. it was that early? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. So I don't know if it was necessarily like the beginning of the antiquity. But right. Like but back wow. then and there. Because I
1: definitely knew that there were depictions of them during um, the Renaissance. Yeah. Obviously. And like. Definitely before Even then. pre-Renaissance. They, they were in tapestries and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like the 1300s, mm-hmm. 1200s even. Yeah.
0: Yeah, They've been all over. So they've actually, they were starting to be like drawn into insignias and uh, like stones Mm -hmm. um, in like early civilizations all across Europe. And then they were described by the ancient Greeks. And even some people translate there. There's a creature that's mentioned nine times in the Hebrew Bible. Oh. And sometimes that's translated to unicorn, but it's usually more accurately translated to like wild beast or like... Bore. Oh. <laughs> like, which is not a unicorn. Which did have horns yeah. slash tusks. Yes.
1: M- usually multiple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Who okay. knows what they well, were a thinking about. different of that. there.
0: But, you know, there they are showing yeah, okay. up kind of in the Bible. Yeah. It's how they, they, like, snuck themselves into the, like, quote, unquote, Noah's Ark. Well, I thought you know, they ideal. missed Noah's Ark. Well, that's the, you know. <laughs> yeah. Where that one was on there, but it was, like, the only one, so it couldn't. Right. Either right. way. Something. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but most popularly, we see unicorns in, of course, European folklore. Okay. In all of their art and all sure. of their... The thing is, like, they don't really appear in, like, stories the way you think of folklore. Like
1: mythological stories. Yeah. Like, yeah. they do a
0: little bit. But for the most part, they yeah. just kind of showed started it's popping not like, up in, like, paintings and tapestries. Like, 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 we
1: have stories of specific dragons who yes. are named, like, St. George and the Dragon. Right. Or, the Welsh Dragon. And, like, those are... Like dragons that have a specific story that goes along with them.
0: Yeah. But unicorns... Even the Loch Ness monster. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, but unicorns just kind of started popping up. And the reason for that is because it's thought that most of their folklore was passed by word of mouth. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily written down at any point. And so that's why they just kind of became an icon without anybody really being able to trace their path there. Yeah. Which is... Like, okay, why were we not good about writing stuff down? But okay. Right. Um, What's really interesting is they kind of hit, like, their golden age during Mm -hmm. the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is when narwhal tusks (laughs) from, like, Norwegian areas were sold to, um, how shall we say, gullible Europeans as unicorn horns. Right. Um, That possessed magical healing properties. And so, other types of properties. Yes. They thought that <laughs> unicorn horns could bring water to a boil instantly, uh, detoxify certain types of poisons. I had heard that one. Yeah. Or purify water. Right. And so they would use like they would dip it in the water to purify it yeah. before they wash their hands before eating or going to church. Right. Big
1: concern in the Middle Ages. Lots of oh, issues yeah. with disease and Yes. Yeah. Bubonic plague and etc.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, um, there's a couple reasons that this is completely ridiculous. <laughs> the, the first being that the that narwhal tusks would be way too long for any horse like creature for it to like have been on their head. Mm-hmm. Because since they're like horses and goats, they would, of course, be grazers. Right. And they would have to lean their head down and eat the stuff off the ground. Right. But a narwhal tusk coming out of their head. Yeah. Would prevent their mouth from hitting the ground. Did you happen to look up how long the average narwhal tusk? Um, I, I looked at some pictures. Is. They're a couple feet long. They're not like yeah. they're they're no joke, and they're yeah. really thin and spindly, right? Um, and they've got kind of that that curl that yeah. goes up them, yeah, know, like that candy cane kind yeah, of look, yeah, which is why unicorn. it's so beautiful, yeah. But that's why now when we look at like unicorn depictions, they yeah, have basically like a, a foot, shorter, foot thicker half. version, right. of a narwhal right tusk, which is also not a horn. Um, It's a tusk. It's a tusk. Yeah. It's Ah. made out of that same material. Nice. That, like. Like keratin? Or. I don't know. I didn't look that up. I didn't look up up specifically. It's okay. I'm pointing at my teeth. It's fine. (laughs) I didn't look that up because this isn't an episode about narwhals, okay? It's about (laughs) unicorns. I'm I'm a godside. And unicorn horns are magic, apparently. And that is the end of this preview of of our Unicorn episode, which you can find on Patreon. If you enjoyed this preview and you're dying to hear the rest of the episode, it is about an hour long, and we also have another episode completely about dragons. Who doesn't love that? You can subscribe to us, or rather support us, on Patreon. Our Patreon is just regular, plain old CritterCast, and for only as little as $2 a month, you get access to all of this exclusive content and a whole host of other little goodies like postcards every time we get new postcards a birthday package a thank you and any other behind the scenes footage or videos that we release to our patreon only if you're interested go and find us on there we look forward to having you soon this is the CritterCast podcast